Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. After Work Drinks, your weekly dose of news, pop culture and Pinot Noir, brought to you by magazine editors and best friends, Isabel Truman and Grace O'Neill. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. <laughs> it's been a busy week. We're in right in the midst of Fashion Week, which is, I think on Instagram, looks like we're just breezing around, doing not much and looking at our phones on the, our, in the yeah. front row. <laughs> But it's very, very intense. It's like 14-hour days, back-to-back, very little sleep. We kind of I, – I feel a little bit dazed. Yeah, I had not like fully a present. semi-breakdown last night, and I was like, I'm not coming. And then Bryce <laughs> was like – everyone was like, where the fuck is Izzy? And I got home and just cleaned my whole house, you know, when you just have to do that. Yeah, before Izzy was like, you know, when you just need to go home and clean. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. I cleaned it more than I've ever cleaned it's it like in the my entire time. Vibe. Yes. It's like sometimes you just need to sit on like get on all fours and just like scrub a floor. Yeah. I started thinking about it like the other day when I was lying in bed at night time and I was like, just look at the back of that door. And Anton was like, What what about the back of the door? Um, yeah. So house is tidy. Good. So everyone knows. We've actually had quite a few separate occasions of people at Fashion Week like coming up to us and saying that they're fans of the podcast. Yeah. Which makes me feel like Ariana Grande. Like, so I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. One um, messaged us and was like, I was saw you guys at Fashion Week, but I was too nervous to come over. I was like, honestly, you would have made our fucking year. I know. We would have like screamed and jumped on you. And then I met... Um, a girl yesterday who was the best she was like i'm chackers and we were like oh my god that like podcast the yes. review we mentioned ages ago i was like i am in love with you i'm chackers yeah I am she said like she messaged us ages ago when she left the review and we mentioned it on the podcast that she i don't know her brother had like changed put her name is that when they were 12 or something she like can't change it <laughs> like me so today someone was like to me oh you should change your gmail uh, thumbnail to this picture as a joke and I was like obviously if I knew how to change the gmail thumbnail we wouldn't have got to the point where there's some fucking fedora picture of me lurking around on the internet yeah and in our group anyway decided for the first year to like not stress about it and just wear clothes that we actually like and are normal and how we feel so relieved yeah so I feel like we've this week kind of no this year kind of cracked fashion week in terms of dressing I think we've it's like the first time in our lives that we've ever relaxed because I, especially when you're first starting out in the industry, going to events like this, you just panic beforehand. You're like, mm. what am I going to wear? Am I going to look stupid? Is this the right thing or whatever? And then for fashion week, I think we would just panic and just 
buy something so rogue that was just not in line with anything we would normally wear or like kind of was but was just this like very weird version of it yeah (laughs) I just like it came up on my Instagram that two years ago on this day and it was us at the Dion Lee opening show yeah in 2017 and I was wearing like your pants which is fine a random t-shirt a random blazer my like everything was just not everything was good bits but just put together in this most strange way and then you were wearing like a detective's coat I was wearing like the most rogue (laughs) coat with like thigh-high boots and then I hadn't worn anything under the coat apart from a t-shirt and then it was like flapping in the wind and I just had like bare legs and nothing it was just crazy do you remember that yeah I had no pants on you literally looked like a private PI I look like (laughs) I look like a full PI it was just so bizarre Oh, this, and then you were walking up the stairs, and yes. didn't you like? Wasn't there something? I just like felt a gust, and I was like, "Izzy, <laughs> yeah." I can't remember last year, but I just feel like this year, for example, I didn't buy anything. I don't think I bought anything new. You didn't really, and instead we just kind of came to your house on Sunday, and I was like, "I think I'm just going to wear this with this," and you were yeah, like, "Yeah, I just, that I was looks like, God, yeah, we were like really hungover on." Sunday morning, oh, yeah. and Izzy came over, and we were going to record the podcast, and we we're like, "Can we just not? Like, we're just not in the fucking. We do not have the bandwidth to do this right no. now." And then we were just laying on the bed, and I was like, "I think I might wear this." And you're like, "Yeah." And you're like, "I might wear this," and I was like, "Yeah." And then we just left. Yeah, and it was very nice, and I think it's in part a response to just being so exhausted by the rigmarole of people going nuts in how they dress at these things. Yeah, me too. Like, usually I would come to your house if we were going to something like that with, like, four to 24kg suitcases. Yes. Filled with clothes. And I'd yes. be like, Grace, I don't know what to wear. And then and have, then like, a breakdown. And we'd get in a panic down. state and I'd be like, I, I'm going to wear these, like, green shoes <laughs> from 2007. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going yeah. to wear them. I just like think it, that um, they're the right thing Remember now. when we went to Splendor in the Grass? And, like, I just had this weird breakdown. And, like, Grace and our other friend was sitting out front and like they were just drinking i think they'd literally put on jeans and a t-shirt and yes. then we're just drinking out in the sun and i was like oh i'm gonna wear this garni dress and i put it on and then i was like maybe i'll put like a t-shirt underneath or maybe i won't or maybe i'll do this or maybe i'll curl my hair and then by the time i came out it looked like like peggy sue yeah. with this fucking like <laughs> tightly curled hair like ringlets yeah. so much makeup on and then like these clothes that just made no sense and then i like looked at them and they both had like no makeup on and just yeah. jeans and i was like oh my god i've i've done a bad thing what am i doing yeah and then i went back inside and washed my whole face off yeah. and like straightened my hair over the curls i know you would get especially panicked i think like yeah i would as well kind of like i bought two pairs of heels to slender in the grass one year because i thought there might be like a dinner that we'd have to go through. she wore the heels you wore the heels to the site. Yeah, because we had an opening night yeah. dinner, but I didn't know it was on the site. So yeah. I had to like trudge through. <laughs> if you don't, haven't been, it's like at least one it's kilometer just a of field. full bushland and then a field. And it's like, it's cr- it was hilarious. Oh and they my were, God. Were they the boots? They're so high. They're you like were six wearing... inch heels. You were, yeah, Those I can't remember. Boots, right? you, were, you just couldn't walk. So and it was dark. <laughs> yeah. And then we sat in like this barn and had a a wine out of a a, like plastic cup (laughs) oh my god but yeah anyway i think i think what happened with fashion is that street style happened and then it was meant to document what people were just wearing to shows which was just meant to be what people wore to work maybe a little bit nicer than what you normally wear to work Mm-hmm. But then people started dressing to be photographed yeah. and getting in these panic states that people just want increasingly insane things to make sure they stand out in the crowd. Well, that's what you said when you went to New York Fashion Week. It was like the first time that – because yeah. this is this, this funny joke we have. And I don't know. I feel – I always feel a bit on edge when we talk about this sort of stuff because I feel like it makes us sound just very – uh, superficial and we are superficial. dumb. I know. <laughs> dumb. No, I know, but I just, I don't know. I feel weird talking about it, but it's funny. Like when every time we go to fashion week, because photographers are everywhere 
And we think we look nice because we, you know, try. If you had like this barometer of our confidence, like leaving the house to (laughs) first show or arriving to think, it just like goes, no, no, no. Yeah, it just goes down and down. Um, But you arrive and all the photographers are there and they're poised and they're ready and waiting. Like their job is to take photos of stylish people. (laughs) That is what they're there for. And every single time they're like poised, like, cameras up and then they see us and they'll just lower them to the ground like they'd rather save the energy it takes to have their arms on a right degree angle and Mm. just keep the cameras there yeah they'll put them down (laughs) and it's also like wouldn't it just be less um of an issue just to take a photo than it is to put like your camera away i know like just pretend and then sometimes me and izzy go to like uh quote unquote red carpet events um and they'll pop us on the media wall i think it's like just an act of kindness. I like, don't know what it is. Like, like but sometimes nice they're like forced because we, we're like, no, we've been like, we've, we've been, been around burned. The- yeah, <laughs> we know. We have never, ever seen ourselves in a drop box. No. Yeah. And it's like, we fucking know now what you're doing and we don't want to go through with it. And then they'll sort of still like kind of usher you in and force you on. And then somehow you're in the middle of this media wall smiling at all these um, photographers who have to take your photo now. And, like, and the, then the, they just the delete it. The sound of the clicks is like just so dramatically lessened than when it was like when a celebrity comes in where it's yeah. like and yeah. for us it's like ch, ch, ch. or like some just put their cameras down or something like ch, okay yeah <laughs> go. move along um but yeah so anyway so they don't take your photos and we were just like cool we just look like shit and we just think we're pretty and we're not and then we <laughs> grace went to new york fashion week last season and this is the formula what was it <laughs> Everyone wearing crazy things and walking back and forwards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was like, I think New York <laughs> is, New York is obviously on another level completely in terms of just people like, I just think Australians are fairly low key in general. Like the peacocking is just, you obviously see it, but it's just not on this like, like full America mm wild obsessed with fame obsessed with being like photographed obsessed with whatever level and just outside the shows there people just wear the most obscene things like just things you just can't believe like just insane colors crazy shit that might say just like a shirt that says like fuck and then just cage pants and just crazy literally just to get photographed just nonsense but most (laughs) of them aren't at like going to the shows or attending they're just walking around outside milling outside walking back and forth i didn't even think of that yeah or people do like strange poses or i saw as well which was crazy people like coming out and just standing and posing until someone started taking their picture yeah so like with no one's they're like standing and they're like like i'm doing a pose you can't hear it (laughs) (laughs) like this and then no one's there but eventually someone will take a photo because someone's standing confidently and posing and then someone's like oh what are they taking a photo of and then all of a sudden you have a pack of like 40 photographers because they think it might be because they're like oh is this a famous person or something and then it works that way it's pretty interesting maybe we should go and i'll stand there and then you take my photo exactly (laughs) and then we we have this like oh should i tell the dance story yeah. Yeah, we have this amazing photographer, um, <laughs> sorry, self photographer called Dan Casano, who's a friend of ours and is just great. And um, we, last fashion week, we were like talking to her and we're like, Dan, like, get pics of us, like, la, 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 like, do it. Basically, <laughs> yeah, joking, just do it. Being like, come on, joking, Dan, we need some on. drinks podcast yeah, content. <laughs> please. Um, and then she, we were at a different show like a couple of days later and we, me and Izzy were walking out and we just heard like, chuk, 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 like and we were just like, oh, we're like strutting. We're like looking away, <laughs> trying to look candid. Smiling. And then the camera comes down and Dan's like, hey guys. And we're like, fuck Dan. Like, <laughs> no, she, was like, she was like, girls, hello. And I was like, Dan, damn it. It's like, you, it's like you think it's someone calling and it's your mom. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's what it was like. Yeah, love her, but wish it was also someone else. <laughs> As someone we hadn't like explicitly, explicitly told we told wouldn't be to different anymore unless they did it. I know. I do think we hit like peak Instagram peak. Doing Actually, crazy one funny for thing yeah. that I found out the other day is that a bunch of influencers put on their outfits that they're going to wear to Fashion Week later in the week on the day before Fashion Week starts and go down to where Fashion Week's hold and get all their photos. I I, I kind of love that. I have I to say, it's like, just like crazy. I find it crazy, but I also find it kind of like smart. Yeah, and I guess if that's your job, you're like just getting it 
out of the way. You're getting the content and it's also just saving yourself the annoyance of having to do it with everyone else around and kind of like, yeah. it's not embarrassing, obviously, like everyone's doing it, but it's it, you feel very self-conscious. I imagine would feel very self-conscious. Yeah, because. I guess I just think of it as like such an effort because I hate getting ready for anything. Yeah. Like I hate putting makeup on, I hate doing my hair. Yeah. And if I'm doing that, but I guess that's like their whole thing. That's what the they reason we're not. What they do on a weekend. <laughs> very successful yeah. digital influencers. Um, but yeah, I guess if you didn't hate that and you had someone maybe doing your makeup, which would be heaven. I know. Then it would be a good thing. Because like literally us on Sunday when we went to a show down at the waterfront, it was so beautiful. It was Sydney Opera House behind us. The sun was setting. I was like, Grace, let's get a photo of after work drinks. Why are we so bad at formatting a photo it's crazy I know. but i was like grace let's get a photo for after drinks and like grace's patience for things like this like given that we've talked about this for a while today it must sound that like it's all we care about but literally if i was like grace come get a photo here she'd be like i really cannot be fucked let's go yeah i'll be like okay one <laughs> yeah, and, then, and then like i can just tell that her mood is just going downhill and i'm like i don't care that much about this goddamn like podcast i think when Instagram. you're there for work you're like very concerned with people getting this idea that you uh, you think you're there because you're an an influencer or yeah. you know what i mean like i think that's where it comes from it's like this really ott panic thing of like Oh, like yeah. I know I'm not a thing. Like I know you. <laughs> yeah, even though yeah. we're, just like, we're just getting a nice photo as friends at a nice <laughs> yeah. event. I know. I'm just like, oh. And then yeah, the next day we woke up and all of the cute girls from my work and all of our friends had like the nicest photos of the Sydney Opera House and the sunset in the background. And we got like this random blurry pic with like people packing down the stage. Yeah, yeah. It was literally like facing the stage where people were packing it yeah. down. And behind us was like the most picturesque view in Australia. Yeah. So we're just not very good at it. I know. But bear with us. Bear with us. I also love um, a girl messaging our group. She watched someone's stories and I was in it. And like in the story, it's a video of the runway. Yeah. And you can just see me behind looking so bored at my phone. (laughs) And she was like, Izzy obviously just has like the worst attention span ever. Yes, attention span in action. I just have a horrible resting face same and like even I just, in that I, photo I just like have this sort of jowl that I didn't even know existed in some <laughs> pictures like or I'm just like oh, like I don't even know if it, it just like slackens yeah and it's like down here it's so bad yeah probably in that photo I was just, just like posting a photo of what was happening on the runway but it's still yeah, funny yeah yeah <laughs> like exactly you just look so I know just rough 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 anyway um I have a recommendation that I think you're gonna love oh. It is a podcast called Saving Sex in the City 3. And <laughs> she's like, Grace just slightly nods because I've already told her about it. <laughs> and she just like, I don't I know actually cannot, I cannot pretend to save my life. Okay, I've told Grace on Sunday. I was about to be like, oh. I know. And I was like, I just can't make that noise. I know. I was waiting for you to do it. Um, okay, so I told Grace on Sunday. Yeah. So I'm just going to tell everyone else. But but also I haven't listened to it, so like yeah. I'm excited to hear about it. So the host brings guests on each episode and they just come with a log line that they think would be kind of the plot for Sex in the City 3. Um, and then they create a movie from that. So in the first episode, she brings this guy called Jonathan and he runs with, you know how it came out a while ago that um, the reason the movie was canned was because they were going to kill off Samantha? Yeah. Were they actually going to do that? Well, I don't know. No was, wonder, given yeah. the um, <clears throat> feud rumours. Yeah, so it was just like it came out and that was why apparently Kim Cattrall didn't want to do it because she was like, fuck this, but I don't know. So then <clears throat> this guy called Jonathan runs with Samantha being killed off um, and he's literally just like, so Samantha's dead, like really dead, murdered, <laughs> and then everyone else gets murdered and Carrie's kind of – column turns into this true crime column where she's trying to figure out who's killing off all her friends um i'm gonna play you a bit okay we haven't yep. put a sound bite in for a while i so. know because we're too lazy yeah <laughs> i'll put it in now so you're okay. going in the whole direction of like samantha's dad and oh my god samantha's movie. dad okay. fully okay. dead in the universe of the movie wow, wow so i was like okay what if for carrie's love journey so like 
post SATC two, she's just like all horned up from like her encounter with Aiden. Mm -hmm. And then when she's back in the city, they wind up connecting and having like this like illicit affair. Oh, wow. Doesn't know about. I know. Dramatic twist. But around the same time that Aiden reappears in her life, Samantha Jones goes missing. (sighs) And then like, I don't know, like 10 minutes into the movie, she turns up dead. Oh my God! Murdered, so, murdered, Mur- clearly yeah. murdered, clearly murdered, so this fully is like murdered. A noir. Oh yeah, it's yeah. like, but it's still like a fun and flirty noir. Yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Of course. Yeah, Carrie's just like, did Aiden kill my marriage? And Samantha Jones. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. she's just like writing like true crime sucks in the city post now. Samantha Jones. I'm not. I. I am obsessed with that. Firstly, it's mm-hmm. like it's such an us podcast. Yes, it's like us in another life. We yep. create that podcast, yep. and I'm inspired now to quickly discuss what you would like to happen in Sex in the City three. Oh not, my god! I don't. I don't like a Carrie Aiden reunion. No, me neither. It wouldn't work. Um, but I feel like something ha- has to happen, kind of with Big, because it was just. I don't know what was happening in. The second one, nothing. They were just having issues about the TV, weren't they? Yeah, I know. I know they re- they really lost the essence of Sex in the City in the second one. I think they need to bring it back in some way. Yeah. But I don't know what it is. I feel like Big needs to have an affair with, like, a 27-year-old executive at his firm. Yeah, or he does. Carrie has the affair. Because you would, you would think that Big kind of would have the affair. Right, it's too obvious. Yeah, so maybe Carrie has the affair. Um, maybe... Miranda Miranda comes out. Yeah, comes out. I was going to say that. Maybe Steve dies and Miranda has like a second shot at love with like a beautiful lesbian woman. Yes. Hispanic woman. (laughs) Yes. And Charlotte, Charlotte and Harry just have to stay together. I'm sorry. I'm just so not for them ever breaking up. No. Um, Yeah, because she had the drama with the nanny on the last one. So I feel like they stay together and they're kind of fine. Or maybe they have drama with like Maybe their daughter's like asking up, acting out. Yeah, um, or she's she's getting bullied at school and Charlotte has a fight with one of the mums at school. Yeah, great Um, great B plot. And then Samantha, what was she up to? She'd broken up with Smith. Yes. Um, So maybe it's something like... Maybe she's, like, practicing abstinence when she wrote a self-help book about it. Yes. And that's, like, her thing. And then, yeah. so her whole life would change because... Yeah, and she not... and, and she develops, like, a different personality when she's not having sex. And she's always, like, really calm. And Remember when she quiet. wasn't having sex and she just got fat because she couldn't <laughs> stop eating? I know. And she, she wasn't was even. That was cheat. so bad. I know. I know. Um, yeah, anyway, so that's a great podcast. Yes. And then I, I listened that. to, once again, um, The Cut on Tuesdays. Yeah. They... Did one for mothers, so they did a two-part series for Mother's Day, and one was "What if you regret becoming a mother?" and it was kind of Esther Perel-ish because they played like a full session with a therapist. Yeah. So wow. a mum went in and talked to a therapist about how she had never wanted kids and how she kind of just um, fell to the pressure of it, and everyone told her that she would like regret it if she didn't. And she had a kid, and she was finding it really, really hard. Like she loved her kid, but she was finding it really, really hard to adjust to the new life, and it was yeah. it's just really like sad I guess and she was just like I know now it was funny because for the first little bit of listening to it I obviously didn't listen to the start when they said it was a therapist session and I was like oh my god she's being so honest she was just like podcast yeah she was like I know now that I would be fine if I hadn't had kids and she was like I leave the house and while other mothers miss their children and want to get home to them I'm just like I'm I'm grieving for my old life like I'll be out at dinner and I'll just be like I can't believe that I have to go home soon Part of me wonders if if a lot of women feel like that but just feel like they just cannot say it, mm. you know? Because that sounds to me like quite a normal reaction. Yeah, I would feel like that. Yeah. I don't think that means you don't love your children. No. Well, she, yeah, she yeah. definitely loves her kid. Yeah. Um, and it's then... so complicated. This is the thing. And there's so many dialogues surrounding motherhood that you're just not allowed to have. Yeah. Like you're just never allowed to be like, I wish I didn't have a kid like you're just like no one is ever allowed to say no. that. you know what I mean I know but I'm sure people feel like that yeah it was oh, like, I don't know it's hard. I don't think people feel like that I don't think people feel like I wish my kid who I love didn't exist no but it's I just like grieving would, your life yeah. before it yeah and I think that's why I've always not kind of I've never had like a maternal instinct but I've also 
because I think I haven't had that pull, it's so much easier for me to be like, I'll miss my life. Because there's not this other part of me that's being like, oh, but I want a kid. Yeah. It's just me being like, I just don't. It's also people like having kids for the wrong reasons, I think, as well. Like there's all this pressure about it and all this fear about fertility that Mm. people get pushed into doing it. I think there are a lot of women who have kids at the right time where they've pushed back on that urge and waited maybe another three years, another four years, another five years, maybe another ten years, and then they're at the right stage. And then they don't feel like that because they don't have all these regrets of like yeah, this life. That yeah, they, you know? I think that that's the other issue is like the fertility thing is for me being like, okay, that's pretty soon that I would need to... Yeah, like if I had another ten years, I guess everyone would feel... You'd feel ready then. Yeah. You know? Be, it's just like every year we get older, you don't stop drinking or going out because you're like oh I, I really want to do that and I should stop doing it because I'm getting older it's like you just genuinely don't want to do it anymore yeah yeah, and yeah. I imagine it's a sim- like I can't imagine anything worse than going to a nightclub neither on Saturday night and getting in at 6 a.m mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. I just don't want to do that anymore and I wonder if when you're actually ready for kids you feel like that you're yeah like, I want to come home so. every day and look after a small person who yeah. I love and that's just Even what I want since we did our when we talked more about motherhood in depth and I was sort of like I've told Anton that I don't think I ever want kids even since then I feel like I've changed a bit yeah it's probably just the freedom to be able to talk about it openly because so many people are just like I can't yeah. wait to be a mother it's the only purpose in life I wasn't complete till I had a baby yeah and it's funny because this woman was also saying that um she kind of felt like boxed in she felt that like she even she said that the worst part about it all is that she was always really open about not really wanting children, and then after she had one, everyone was like, "Oh, we knew you'd change your mind. Like we knew yeah, it. We knew yeah. it." And she was just like, "Oh, why is there this us and them yes, thing?" Yes, yes. Totally. And that's how I've kind of yeah. I guess that's how I've sort of always totally. felt. And even at Christmas, I told you this on that episode. Um, I got really drunk with my good friend who I hadn't seen in ages, and then her friend. Her housemate was there and then her housemate's friend was there. We were all drinking and then it got to like 11 o'clock and we hadn't had dinner. So it was all going downhill. And basically it was like, I was sort of like, oh, I don't. One of them was saying that she can't wait to have kids. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't really know. And then it just turned into this all out, like two of us. And one of them was literally just trying to be nice to me. So she was just like, oh, no, you know, like, I think it's fine. And then the other two were just, like, having a go at me. I was like, how is this such a weird, like, weird thing? I know. It's not like... I'm I'm not saying that at all, that I think it's a bad thing to do to have children. I love my godsons and, like, I love all my friends' kids and I I would love to have them around me. But it's just, like, why are we now having a fight? Yeah, it's so weird. So weird. Um, And then the other one that I listened to today was... Um, call your mum so it's the second mother's day special on the cut uh-huh. and this is one about how like why is it that calling your mum can I sometimes what i saw like a, i saw a post about it today and i was like that's such a good idea yeah. for a podcast episode it was just like why is it that calling your mum can sometimes be such a like hard thing to do it can be it can feel so draining you can feel like they're so annoying you guys can have fights or like what if you have a really relationship with your mom or what if you can't call her anymore because she's not there yeah and then they talked to all of these mother-daughter duos and it was just so good but then at the end i was like in tears because it was so yeah it was just like a really intense episode and i think because everyone kind of has a mom whether they're still alive or not yeah it just makes you feel really emotional and then i just like immediately got off and tried to call my grandma (laughs) and then her boyfriend was like, she's at bridge. <laughs> I was like, oh, her boyfriend? Yeah. Grandma. Yeah, she's had a boyfriend for like four years. I still oh. will never not call him her boyfriend. I love that. Yeah. Love after 70, it's possible. That's the best. Mm. That's my dream. Um, I have so few recommendations this week. I haven't had a minute to breathe. I love the story that I put in our Facebook group, which was Sinead Burke, who's a Irish disabilities advocate and a editor at British Vogue. She wrote a piece about being the first little person to go to the Met Gala. And I just thought it was just like so well done and a very, it wasn't even a super emotional piece, but it was kind of emotional to read in the sense of there's just all these people that don't have access to things that we just take for granted all the time. Like, yeah, it's, it's such a big thing for someone with a, 
serious physical disability like that to be able to stand on the red carpet and look amazing and wear custom Gucci and she said she had to do a walkthrough of the whole site with Anna beforehand to make sure it would be easy for her to get up the steps and that it would be easy for her to get to her seat and it would never be too difficult and that the handles were at the right height and it's just all these things that we just breeze through life without ever thinking about yeah because we're just lucky to be yeah and having to think about what you wear even more so than everyone else it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up you can already hear the beach waves feel the warm breeze relax and think about work you really really want it all to work out while you're away monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind when all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Else has to already think about what they wear going to the Met Gala, like the biggest fashion night in history. Yeah, and when you are an advocate like this there's so much pressure put on you to represent everything for everyone like if you make a mistake Mm. it's somehow reflective of the whole disabled community or when you know you get um plus-sized models the expectations on how they dress is meant to reflect the way that the fashion industry should like treat anyone who's not straight size like there's so much pressure on these single trailblazers who lead the way to get everything right all the time Mm. So I'm surprised Peter Dinklage hasn't been. Yeah, none of the Game of Thrones cast were there. Amelia, oh, Sophie Turner. Sophie yeah, Turner. And, yeah, and um, Thingy from The Bodyguard. Oh, yeah. But no one from, like, the current season nah. is seeing as it's, like, the biggest show on TV. Yeah, it's Isn't so that weird? weird. Like, Rose Leslie and Kit Harrington weren't there. Yeah. Amelia Clark's been before, but she didn't go, did she? Oh, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. She probably has. It's strange. Hey, I like they've never covered it. Yeah. Um, speaking of Game of Thrones, yes. should we talk about the recent episode? We should because I got home from a dinner on Monday night at like 11 p.m. and was just needed to watch it. I was like, yeah. there's no way I can go to sleep. So I was so tired. I was so delirious. It was taking so long to download. So we were kind of watching it on a streaming service and it kept buffering. And it was just like the most horrible watching experience for the first half an hour. And then we got it working. But I've logged into my friend's Foxtel account. Oh, can mm. you do that? Yeah. Foxtel account. Yeah. She has been to the Met Gala, sorry. She was there last year. Um, <laughs> yeah, wild. I'll give it to you off here. Yes, please. <laughs> What's the login? I literally gave it to Anton's parents. And then I told her afterwards, she was like, it's fine. Stop giving it to everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this is probably the biggest episode in Game of Thrones history in terms of things happening and the stakes changing and Mm. you know like i i wouldn't say it was the best in history by any stretch but it was the crazy it was crazy it was the culmination of everything in the history of the show basically all come to this one point i love so much how they're just like okay there's fucking two episodes left let's get down to business it's just like how are they gonna wrap this all up next episode why are they rushing i know it was like last week we talked about that episode and it was like two days after we recorded i was just at my desk and i just had this epiphany moment where i was like that episode was so shit Mm, like it took me a while to fully realize um, how shit battle of winterfell one no the one after that where the um happens where the dragon gets shot and then oh yeah um, this, and Jamie and, and Brienne gets executed yep. and Jamie and Brienne like I think it's time to percolate for you to get it yeah for then for it to then have the emotional impact it's meant to yeah exactly you know what yeah. I mean so like it's just like blah 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 yeah. boom, boom, so it's boom, just boom, like boom, Jamie boom. and Brienne were on and then two seconds later he's leaving and then she's broken down crying and, and I'm it's like, like why what? you just bust once like yeah. it's so weird <laughs> bust is um how we say head sex by the way yes. <laughs> we've seen it 
for years. Courtesy um, of our friend Tilly. Who yeah. I think invented it. I think she literally did. We've yeah. said it off here for years. And then the other day, Grace was just like, why did they bus? And I was like, oh my God. I was like, I was like, we've never said bus on the podcast ever, which yes. is so weird. So weird. Yeah. Yeah. So Jamie and Brian bust and then two seconds later he's leaving and then she's bawling her eyes out and we're like wait we have I, I didn't even feel emotional about that no neither did I and I was like why are you even so upset like get a grip he's you know like that he um he whispered to her off ear I don't love you anymore yeah but no no, no I, I mean yeah. like how weird is that that like he said that to her in real life like as in the actor saying it to Gwendolyn Christie and then she bought that's why she bawled her eyes out yeah, and also, when did he suggest that he loved her in the show? Never. Yeah. Like, they just they just had drunken sex once, and now all of a sudden it's, like, this huge heartbreak thing that is... I mean, I'd be pretty devo if my boyfriend was leaving to fuck his twin sister. <laughs> I <laughs> like, I'd be like, oh, Yeah, she's loved him for so long. Yeah, Like, yeah. I get that, but I just mean, like... Even in this episode, the um, Jamie and Terrian part, you know how he that like... That was such a good scene. I think that was one of the best scenes in the show. Yeah, They're see, I wasn't actors. paying attention. Of course. You're like, what's going on? What? Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and then like everyone the next day was like, that was such a great scene. And I was yeah. like, oh, fuck, I need to go back and listen to it. It's really Watch it again. Good. But because like everything's just happening so quickly, I just like missed that. And then there was... I don't know. Yeah, I, I she just... was like having a conversation and she was like, and by the way, I found Jamie and captured him and he's in a prison cell. Yeah. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> huge things that in the past would be an entire episode. Yeah. Just happen in five seconds. Yeah. So you're like just trying to keep up. You don't get to feel any of the things. Like, okay, spoilers, spoilers. We just said like seven already. Um, when she kills Varys. That in another season of Game of Thrones would be a whole episode. Yeah. It ended with that. And, and then you'd be pre- like, oh my God, like she's fully lost it. But because it happened in the first three minutes, yeah. you were just like, what? Okay. Yeah. And then everyone was like, he was trying to poison her. And I was like, well, we missed that because yeah, you because- didn't have a second to see what was going on. And I was like, can like- everything stop being so on the nose? Like it opens with him writing like, Jon Snow is the real heir. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, we know what you're doing. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see the letters being written yeah. out. Fuck. It's treating everyone like, they're so stupid yeah and then um Daenerys going mad like I loved that I was that like, was this is the thing I don't think anything they're doing I think people saying that mis- they're, they're mischaracterizing people is wrong I think everything they're doing is pretty much in line with what the characters would do yeah it's just happening too quick yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so like now no one can get their heads around the fact that Daenerys has gone crazy but it, she's been crazy the whole time they've been setting that up for yeah, so yeah. long and it's like she's had six big things happen that have just tipped her over the edge. Yeah. But because we haven't had time, like, she's found out that she was fucking her nephew. <laughs> like, her best friend got her head chopped off in front of her. Like, uh, Yeah, John her, doesn't love her anymore. John doesn't He's like the her. Real, yeah. Like, her dragon baby got killed yeah. in front of her. Like, yeah. the Battle of the Bast... Sorry, the Battle of Winterfell happened and, like, a trillion of her soldiers died. Like, I get it. Yeah. But we just didn't have time to slowly see her descend into being crazy. Yeah. Like, she just became nuts in, like, two episodes. Like, fully nuts. Yeah. But I love that she went that way. Me so too. realistic. Yeah. And it's so funny that um, Cut, or maybe it was the New York Times, same thing, did like a thing on um, how it feels now having your kid called yes. Daenerys. <laughs> or Khaleesi. Khaleesi, yeah. I know. All those fucking people that named their kid Daenerys or Khaleesi. That's yeah. so funny. America is, so I know I said it before, but just wild. Like, wasn't it like 60,000 people did it or something? Yeah. So, so, so many people named their kids after Game of Thrones characters hilarious but the, as as far as an episode goes everything is just so amazingly done you know like just the way it's shot the yeah, scale like of everything was, was like done really well it was really good it's just it's just the pacing everything is just pacing i cannot believe it's the last one next week what do you think is going to happen <sighs> so i read that thing that is like oh the Reddit thing got removed from Reddit. Oh, I, I wish didn't I didn't read it. See it. I yeah, wish don't, I like okay, don't tell me. I won't tell you, but I don't want to spout what my theories are because it's very informed it do by that. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, what do you think is going to happen? So there was this thing that came out last week, and it was a Reddit theory. And there's so many Reddit theories, and then this one got so much traction because everyone thought it was so real that it actually got deleted. So then everyone thinks that it's real. And every single thing that would happen in this episode happened. Really? Yeah, that's why it's like gone off. So it, th- oh. they're, they're like, it has to have come from the writer's room. Oh. Because every, like down to a detail, everything they said would happen in this episode happened Oh, episode. my workmate who read it said that it was off for this episode. Really? So that's why I 
But then I haven't read it. And it was funny because it came out and it was like going viral and like it's something that we should cover at work. But because all of us watched Game of Thrones, we were all like, fuck it. No one wanted to read <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, I read, I read an article, a work article that said that it was right about the last episode. But I didn't read the thread. I haven't read the thread myself. I just oh, read a like, story yeah, a on the thread. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, well then my uninformed opinion. I think is- Tyrion has to go. That's not like something that I read about. I think no, yeah. if she's that crazy, she's going to have to kill Tyrion. Kill him. Execute yeah. him like she did with Varys. Yeah, I think something's going to happen. Well, like, obviously now John will realize that she's fucked because she just <laughs> he killed. He's so dumb. He's so annoying. I, yeah. I can't deal with him. Yeah. He's so annoying. My friend was like, he's like a stupid plank. <laughs> and everyone was like, what's a smart plank? And she was like, he just is. He's just like a plank of wood. Like, yeah. he's just so dumb and he's just always shocked. Yeah. So he'll be fully shocked now. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if they'll just have to bust because she'll just be like all psycho and she'll be like, have sex with me. And he'll be like, uh. Yeah. Like I can see her doing something I super think weird that like that. Now John will kill her. I think Arya will kill her. I think Arya will. This wasn't in the theory. I'm not saying yeah. anything. I think Arya realized in that episode that it wasn't about Cersei, it was about people who abuse power so instead of killing Cersei she'll kill Daenerys yeah yeah someone will kill Daenerys and then like I guess I don't know John has the throne I know, that's so <laughs> unsatisfying yeah yeah hmm. anyway anyway got talk over yeah sorry to everyone <laughs> who doesn't listen sorry um and since we last recorded Megan has named her baby I know and the funny right. part is, someone messaged me today, which reminded me about how I was duped. I literally was reading from my baby names list that had the name Archie on it. I know. And there only had there was only six boys' names, and instead of reading out Archie, I read out Alfie, which was above it. And then literally just stopped. And if I'd said Archie, I would have like would have been the most I know, iconic you would have thing like, ever. Twenty thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. And Do we were told. You? By Prince George. Months ago. That it was Archie. What do you think of Archie? It's definitely a personal branding exercise in trying to look accessible, in my opinion. Yeah. I don't know. Now that the royal babies named it, I don't like the name as much as they did. But I'd never really thought about it in much detail. I think I just, like, jotted it on a list. Yeah, I feel like they're trying to seem like they're very down-to-earth and, like... Yeah, okay, it's yours is called George. We're Archie. Like, it's cute and cool and, like, mm. modern and... I wonder if Harry had much say in it. I think Megan might have had some wild options. Yeah. And he had some really conservative options. And, and Archie went... was meeting halfway. Yeah. I feel. So do you think Prince George knew and he just... Hers would have been like Leaf. Yeah. And like yeah. River. Yeah. And like... Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you think um, George knew? For sure, for sure. There's no way it's a coincidence. I, I reckon that they said they they were like we've agreed on the name Archie, and he because you know how kids just hear something and then just like say it over and over again. Yeah, it must have been. It's too random. No, yeah, it's way too it's random. Way too random. There was another theory in, in the limelight, but now I've forgotten what it was, and that actually made me think that he hadn't heard it. Like when I first, obviously you think he has, because why the fuck would he be walking around saying I'm Archie? It's but don't you think it's like the most Gary Janetti prince george thing ever yeah that it's like this little four-year-old in his socks and shorts and he just meets a stranger and he's like it's archie like he just yeah. tells them what the royal baby name is to yeah for everyone if anyone hasn't heard this story which i think everyone has we talked about it on the podcast ages ago and i was like this is the most random story of the decade um a woman was walking past <laughs> prince george's grandma's house so kate middleton's mum's house and george was out by the road and she had dogs and he was patting them and she was just like oh what's your name and he goes i'm archie yeah and then she just talked to the newspaper and was like that's so weird that he said that (laughs) (laughs) i know Mm. i think that it might have exacerbated the feud because megan and harry were like are you fucking joking well, wouldn't they just change the name? But I guess if you've decided on a baby's name, maybe, then you're maybe just going to get over it. Maybe it's been like her dream baby name forever. And she had her own little iPhone list. And it was yeah. like, it's a boy, it's Archie, finally, baby Archie. Yeah. And then she told Kate. And then Kate 
was Maybe like, Kate and Will and were Kate like, and Will were like, Archie, what the fuck? Yeah. And then George kept being like, Archie, Archie, Archie. And they're like, stop. And then he said it to a stranger and they were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> so good. That's what I like to think happened. Yeah. And then Megan sent like a passive aggressive text about it. Yes. Yeah. Love. I can see that for sure. I want to talk to you quickly about me making you watch Trainwreck on Friday. Don't you feel like that was like a year ago? Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to watch the OC, but Grace wouldn't let me. I was like, no. I've restarted it. I don't know why I just had this sudden compulsion to watch the movie Trainwreck starring Amy Schumer, which I hadn't seen since it came out in cinemas like five years ago. Mm. I just love a rom-com. And I kind of – when I'm really busy at work, I need – something i don't know if i've told you how when i get into like a shitty easily digestible movie i'll just watch it over and over and over again for like two months um like it's kind of background i feel like i did know that about you yeah yeah like i might have it on like while i'm cleaning and then i'll watch it again while it's it's kind of random i don't know why i just like to or when i hear a song i like i just play it over and over and over over Mm. until i can't stand anymore that's kind of a um, Dolly Alderton thing to do. Do you think? From the high-low. Mm. She went to see Mary Poppins eight times in the cinema. That's insane, yeah. I, yeah, I guess I went to see Get Out four times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, that's crap. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, so then I was looking for a new rom-com to watch to do it because I've exhausted, like, Bridget Jones mm-hmm. and When Harry Met Sally. And Modern Hill. All, yeah, all the usual suspects. And then I remembered Trainwreck because I was Googling best romantic comedies. And I was like, that was actually such a good movie. Am I misremembering that it was good or not? And then I watched half of it and fell asleep. And then I was like, I haven't watched it yet, Izzy. Let's watch it together. Yeah. I was so desperate to Zach watch got the home, rest. like right at the end. And he was like, are you re-watching this? I was, I was like, like My eyes were like shut up <laughs> they're like bursting out of their sockets i was like shush um and it's it's actually so good do you yeah, feel it was not really like good. the best movie ever made but for a rom-com it's really funny i love lebron james being in it i know but it was it was like tilda swinton ezra miller mm. brie larson bill Hader, like such a good cast judd apatow directed it and it just reminded me that amy schumer used to be really loved by people and it was like really cool to work with her and everyone was obsessed with her and now everyone just fucking hates her for like no reason yeah and after i told anton because i knew that you you were messaging me being like why does everyone just hate her yeah and then um i said to anton i don't know that we'd watch train wreck with amy Schumer, yeah. and he just goes i hate her yeah and i was like why yeah and he was like i don't know i just do yeah people just uh, hate and w- women as well i think i yeah. know so i think at work, someone was like, Amy Schumer's cancelled and we're never talking about her again because she's so annoying. And I was like... I don't find her annoying. I do find... Um, like, I think the thing with these women <coughs> more than others, actresses, is that they're yeah. comedians. Yes. And so people don't... If people don't find them funny, they find them really annoying. Yes. So they like find my, it annoying that they're being shoved in their face. Yeah. They're like, you're not funny. Yeah. So yeah. my comedian that annoys me is River Wilson. She just right. really annoys yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, you're too loud. Right. All the time. Yeah, yeah, That yeah. bridesmaid scene when you got the, the caterpillar tattooed on your back yeah. was too much. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay. like, Amy Schumer, I'm fine with. Yeah. I know. I was really interested in it because I feel like it's this habit we have of Lena Dunham. We did a whole episode about Lena Dunham. I think it's a bit more nuanced. But Amy Schumer, like, she hasn't really done – I feel like I should Google this just to check. But she hasn't done anything wrong. Like – Bad, like really bad, like bad enough to make people just fucking hate you. Like, really times made some really like dumb abortion jokes and like made mm. like weird kind of racist comments and that. Like, she's not a bad person at all. She's just made normal mistakes. Yeah, but probably more so than the average celebrity. Yes, but Amy Schumer, I I think she gets categorized in the same category, when I'm not sure she belongs there. No, me neither. It made me wonder because we've talked about a lot like Anne Hathaway and Keira Knightley and these people that we just fucking – like Jennifer Lawrence. I decided to hate Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, I think that's like this – it's this funny thing as well. Is it, It's like if you're going to be super famous, people just – I can't remember – I know that we talked about this off here and I can't remember how much we talked about on the air last week. Yeah. So I don't want to be repeating myself. But like when you're super famous, people just t- turn on you. Yes. Like yeah. a lot of the time. Like we talked about it with Katy Perry at the Met Gala. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Really similar thing. And I think the thing that's I – I think – I was thinking about it a lot this week because so I was like, why does it only happen to women? Why does it only seem to happen to women? And why is it – like I stopped liking Jennifer Lawrence because she did a press conference 
and she was like a guy was on his phone after the Golden Globes and he was Spanish or something so he was reading the translation off his phone because he didn't know how to speak English very well and she snapped at him and she was just like so you're at the Golden Globes and you would know that if you got off your phone for one second and then it turned out he was like this nice Spanish reporter and I just remember being like that's it I hate Jennifer Lawrence she's such an asshole she's so blah 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 and it's just so ridiculous because you have male celebrities who like I don't know, like throw phones at walls and like abuse mm. their staff members and yeah. like go on crazy drunken tantrums and say anti-Semitic and sexist things or have histories of domestic violence. And I'm just like, he's such a great actor. And it's like Jennifer Lawrence says one thing when she made a mistake. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, she's too big for her boots. Like she's become like a Hollywood sellout screw. Like it's just so bad. It is really bad. It's such a sign of like internalized misogyny. Like we just so easily turn on women. And I think as well, we just love to big up the next hot female in a way that we don't for men. Do yeah, you know what I, I mean, feel like, like Amy this... Schumer was the it thing of the moment, and everything was Amy Schumer. She was on every magazine cover, and she had a TV show, then she had a stand-up special, then she had a movie, then she had a blah, but then she had another movie, and everyone was like, "Whoa, I've hit Amy Schumer like overload." Yeah, no more. Yeah, and, like, Jennifer Lawrence was everywhere, and we yeah. we're like, "J Lo, J Lo, and then we were just at a point where we we're over it, so we just looked for any excuse to be like. No. Yeah, and then suddenly it's like you're annoying and you're trying – you're actually – you're pretending that you're down to earth, but you're actually trying really hard. I was like, what? I know. I don't actually think she is. I, think I know. She just doesn't exactly. care. Exactly. And also she's a multi-multi-bazillionaire. And she's just funny, I reckon. And like, she's like I do a... think she just is down to earth. And Like, I do yeah. – I think she's – I think she's probably like us. Yeah. <laughs> like, we definitely not super, be best friends. Not super down to earth, but like yeah. normal. And yeah. Not, not like calculating every move that people think she is. I know. I'm and like, like Anne Hathaway was just excited that she won an Oscar. And we were like, you suck. Like everyone just yeah. hated her. And I'm like, can't she just be excited? Like it was annoying. But James Cameron being like, yeah, was much more annoying. Did we? I can't remember if we talked about this here. Sorry. This is like my memory is <laughs> just so bad. Um, But Kira Knightley did this massive podcast interview and it was really great. I'll put it in the show notes because I can't remember what it was on. Yeah. But she's talking all about it and she's talking about how people just turned on her and how it was really, really horrible. And she said that she she noticed the point or like what she pins it down to is in um, Love Actually when she is watching her wedding video back. You know how she goes yeah. to like her husband's best house. friend's yeah. house and she's watching her wedding video back and she goes, gosh, I look quite pretty, don't I? Yeah. Or, or gosh, I'm quite pretty, aren't yeah. I? And she thinks that's why people just like turned on her because they oh. thought that she was really in real life up herself and thought she was really pretty. Oh and so suddenly God. people were like, oh, who are you? What the Yeah. Hell and like, and it's like, on? obviously these people know that it's happening to them. You know, like obviously yeah, everyone realizes yeah. the whole world turned against them and they'd I be know. like, what the fuck? Why? It's actually so awful. It's yeah. like a single person. It's like Alicia Vikander did an interview in Vanity Fair when she was just her star was rising and I think she was just about to win her Oscar won't be her last. And she said in the interview, she's very, very private. And she said something like, I don't want to be the it girl. Like the only way to go is down. If you're the hot property it yes. girl at the moment. So she was like, I turned down so many press opportunities. I don't really do red carpets. I don't really talk to people. I don't, I do the bare minimum when it comes to promotional stuff because I don't want to be that hot biggest girl in the world in front of all these campaigns. Like everyone's obsessed with me person because once you're there, the only option is for people to turn on you. Mm. There's no, you can't just go from that and then be, okay, we still like her for 10 years. It's like you go from that to, oh, we're bored of you now. Yeah. And you're totally not a thing. Which is so crazy. I think some stars kind of navigate it well. Like with, say, Sophie Turner. Everyone loves her right now. I would be worried about that. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm kind of worried about it now that I think about it. Yeah. But if, but when you think about it, she kind of, like everyone's obsessed with her, but she's not doing too much. Yes. That's annoying. Yes. She, like, if anything, she's pulled back on posting on Instagram. Is there like Millie Bobby Brown who's like a kid? 
Like yeah. everyone was obsessed yeah. with her for a while and then she started like rapping at Maroon 5 concerts and everyone was like, oh my God, stop. And I'm like, it's a child. Like yeah. we just built her up. And yeah. then she was like, yay, everyone likes me and did like an annoying child thing because she's a kid and people like official Sean Penn did like a takedown of her. And I was oh like, oh God. God. I was like, God, can we not? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like I think, but then the others, this other massive star, like Emma Stone. She just, yeah. Or I would say like Brie Larson. Yeah. She's just yeah. in good movies. Yeah, but and she does the promotional trail, but not. Yeah, she's not in your face. Yeah. I would be the worst. If I got famous, I'd take everything. And I would be, be like, that person whose who's star shone bright for 11 seconds. And everyone hated I would say something really, I'd say something really dumb. Yeah, I'd just be like, it's just like how everyone just loves me now. It's so crazy, <laughs> but it's really good. Yeah, literally. <laughs> they would just replay one of our fucking podcasts and we'd just burn in flames. <laughs> so hard and it's also i think we talked about katie perry before and i think the thing and taylor swift the thing that's really hard with female pop stars is that you have to reinvent yourself every few years or people just don't give a shit Mm. and you have to get it right and katie perry tried to get it right and failed and instead of being like this is quite sad which i felt like is just sad to watch someone desperately try to Mm. modernize their look and just not be able to get it right and become a bit of a joke or a meme yeah most people are just so ruthlessly unforgiving about that, but it's like that's the only way but to even, stay relevant yeah. in the industry. Like Katy Perry's, what, like thirty-five, probably. I feel like she's had her thirtieth like a couple of years ago. Oh, but she's very young, is what I'm saying. In yeah. any other industry, you would have a lot more longevity than that, and it's like the only way for her to stay relevant was to do like this complete career rebrand. At I don't know twenty. 728 and it just didn't really work out for her so now people just fucking hate katie perry but that's you know? the same with taylor swift yeah. and yes. she came out and did that like i don't know like i don't really side, <laughs> like cool girl taylor swift yeah thing. the like yeah. snake thing and all the yeah. black and all that yeah. i think it was, was it reputation i don't know yes. something like that yeah. and then everyone was sort of like what and yeah. now she's like oh shit <laughs> started, like, sorry <laughs> started wearing pink again yeah butterflies <laughs> yes exactly but I think it's it's really unfair on women. We never have like we never have, like to be serious about it, but we just never have these conversations about men ever. No, ever. I can't think of a single man where and I've they spent all even this just much time thinking about wear a suit and have their hair the same over a forty year career span, and we're still just like that's fine. Yeah, and they're like fifty nine, and their girlfriend is played by like a twenty four year old in a movie, and mm. they're all just like that's normal and okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's not normal and okay, is it? I know. It's actually wild. I remember doing an article when I first started at Elle that was like at ridiculous age gaps in movies where actors play love interests and the age gap. Yeah, is, it's so creepy. It's, it's so often. It's crazy. It's even like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds have like a 14, uh, 12 year age gap, mm. but they just look normal. right together. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. Just look, like if he was with a 42 year old woman. It would look strange on the red carpet. Yeah. You know? And it's like those things are so off. Or it's like Sam Taylor Johnson and Aaron Taylor Johnson. People are obsessed with them as a couple because they just cannot get their head around an age gap in the other direction. Mm. Whereas it's like there's literally hundreds of couples where it's the other way around and you don't even think. But imagine being a young actress and being like 19, 20 and having to play someone's girlfriend who's like 50. I know. You'd just be like, oh, what? I know. And having to kiss them and stuff on a yeah. movie. It's kind of weird. It is weird. And it just gives weird expectations of... It's like how in TV shows like Glee and Gossip Girl, you have like 28-year-old actors playing. 16-year-olds. I know. It's so off. It's, yeah, it's creepy. Like Blake Lively walking around in like a little pleated mini skirt going to school. And yeah. she's like... Yeah, 24, yeah. 25, yeah. going to high school. And we were in high school being like, why am I so disgusting? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Funny. Wild. Okay. Shall we wrap it up? Let's wrap it up. Okay. I feel like I'm not sure if anyone will know in the podcast world, but that was very unprepared. So sorry. <laughs> the podcast world. More than usual. Is. Yeah. Um, because we've just been run off our feet but we hope that it was interesting yes (laughs) please rate review and subscribe only if it is good and five stars and join our closed facebook group and follow us on instagram yes that's it that's all we'll ask bye everyone bye we love you
Love you. <laughs> Love you. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.